Hey, welcome to Old Ass Movie Reviews. I'm Scott with Dave, and it is that time of year again where we break out the classic horror, the bad horror, the B movies, the the good ones, the the scary ones, the funny ones. But today, today we're taking it all the way back to Universal's 1931 Frankenstein. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. This. I grew up watching this movie, and I think that was yeah. the last time I saw it as a kid. And I remember, really? I, I haven't seen this in forever. And oh. I, I'm going to go ahead and say this real quick. I got the Blu-ray set off Amazon of Universal uh, Monsters movies. It's eight movies. Um, they've all been restored in high definition, full of behind-the-scenes interviews uh-huh. and, and all kinds of stuff. This is a brilliant brilliant transfers like wow i you know you're, i'm watching a movie that's almost 100 years old and it's crystal clear and yeah. it's just it, it looks amazing um so that is definitely worth uh, a look if you are a connoisseur of uh, classic cinema so yeah dude i i like this movie uh but it also makes me regret the fact i've never read the book yeah this is nothing like the book man that's you, my understanding take, take this movie and the only thing that had that's in common with the book is the name Frankenstein. That's yeah. really about it. And a guy, some crazy guy created a monster. That's yeah. it. That those are like the only two things that really are kind of kind of in sync with each other. Yeah. Uh I I noticed I like this movie. I've always liked this movie. I've always mm-hmm. loved this movie as a kid. The miniatures in this are Dude. freaking beyond fantastic, especially for 1931. But what I noticed the other night when I was watching this for really the first time, because I was looking, I was really because we are doing this podcast. Uh, I was really looking at at stuff like the backgrounds, the foreground mm-hmm. costumes. And it's funny that. Because I'm looking at the costumes, I just noticed that there's a note in here, and that's why I was chuckling at one point. That in the notes. There's, according to the DVD commentary for this film, director James Wall intended this film to take place in an alternate universe and therefore freely mixed 19th century and 1930s technology hair and fashions. Now, as a little kid growing up and as a young adult and adult watching this, I always thought, well, that's, I always thought it was weird. Like, Mm -hmm. this is a 19th century, like, story. It's being told almost like a 19th century story. Like a lot yeah. of the tech is is out of place, even for the 30s. And then you see some of the costumes. And I just assume like these guys in Hollywood didn't didn't know what Europeans were dressed like. <sighs> and I was and then I was like thinking, like, that's just like some really strange choices. Reading that, it all falls into line. Like, oh shit, that wasn't supposed to be earth of 1931 that we know that was an earth of 1931 that somebody else interesting of a a side of a side near universe and i that clears up a lot of crap for me let me tell you for well when i was watching it i am (laughs) yeah (laughs) cleared up a whole lot of crap (laughs) (laughs) when i was watching and i had a feature on on the blu-ray that was kind of like the the show that used to come on vh1 pop-up video you'd be watching and little tidbits had pop up on this movie and it does make a comment about the director said that 
he did not want to set it back in the 1800s. He wanted right. it to to feel more modern. So he mixed mm -hmm. things that make it a more modern or closer to this time. So that's probably, right. you know, it's along the lines of that. And I, I just yeah. find that that interesting like that. One of the things I thought was cool, a random thing that I did not know that the laboratory set is also the same one in Young Frankenstein. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, is amazing. I thought we talked about that when we did Young Frankenstein. If we probably did, and that was a long time ago, and I'm getting old. Gotcha. Well, yeah, you're getting old. <laughs> I, on the other hand, am getting much younger. Every day. Every day I'm younger. My skin is getting less wrinkly, and my hair is growing, as you can tell. Uh, yeah. So I, I I thought that was really cool that Mel Brooks had hired the set designer yeah. and everything and, and brought all that. I thought that was, that was really neat that they did that. One, But on the laboratory itself, it took 29 people to operate that for the filming of that scene. No kidding. Yeah. So Holy the budget, crap. did you see the budget on this movie? No, I imagine it was really high budget for the time. Holy crap. I think 262000 or something like that. Yeah. Holy god yeah yeah it was um that's a for, ton of bread folks for that, a movie they didn't think was going to work at least karloff did not think he karloff was afraid it was going to ruin his career which yeah. i think find amazing i had read uh, that one time before yeah. they mentioned it and then later on he says the monster was the best friend i ever had yes that yes basically created karloff it created Karloff and ushered yeah. in an era of horror movies that we still get to this day. And crazy. What what's cool about this movie? This is this is a very tame movie by today's standards. Oh yeah. Uh, so your kids can watch it and everything. But at the time it came out, it was actually censored. The mm -hmm. little girl drowning was cut out. There's a uh, some blasphemous dialogue of Doctor Frankenstein saying yeah. he is God. And like, oh, we yeah. got to cut that out. Um, I think theaters in Kansas wouldn't even show it. <laughs> so. I heard, I've, I have read, and I don't know how true this is, but I imagine it could be true that in some theaters, when the monster comes out of the shadows and Karloff mm -hmm. turns see see him for the first time, that women fainted. I believe it because I was talking to. I was Sorry, talking about that. No, I, that's that's something that did pop up uh, on there was that people oh, had fainted. It? But I, when I think about it, it's like, oh, this is ridiculous. This thing is so tame. It mm -hmm. is it is to us because of what right. we grew up with. But cinema, not everybody was. Yes, there was movies. They were silent. The The sound was coming in now. And right. and, and they there weren't horror movies. There weren't there wasn't anything like this. Um no. So to see that on screen, and it was taking the amount of makeup uh, that uh, Karloff was put under. It was like six hours a day. Um, it weighed 50 pounds, his whole getup. So oh, he, my God. I knew yeah. it was heavy. I didn't realize it was that heavy. Yeah, the director worked that poor man to death. He actually had to get um, executives involved. Uh, to get him down to a 12-hour workday because they were overworking everybody on that. Oh, said no. this is before the unions, I guess. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah obviously. So, uh, but yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> yeah. They also, I don't know where I was going with this, but uh, we'd talked about it being censored. And mm -hmm. of course, now all of that stuff is back in there. Yeah. But some changes to the movie from the, the screenplay that I read about while I was watching this was originally uh, Dr. Frankenstein died. So, right. but they wanted a, a happy ending. 
and put mm-hmm. that in there. And I thought that that ending felt so tacked on <laughs> with him being alive instead of dying you know from the windmill. You say that now I'm having a Mandela effect. Uh oh. Because <laughs> as a kid, I seem to recall him dying in that. Like watching it on Sir Graves Gasly and the Late Late Show. I, I always seem thought he to died. Recall him dying with yeah. the monster. Wow, that's weird. I haven't thought about thought about yeah. that in years. But yeah, because I was watching it the other night, and when I when he's alive, I'm like, I sure hope he's alive. And then when he's alive, I was like, that doesn't seem right, though. Like, no. Yeah. I, I wonder if I saw like one of the old clips, like if they were still renting out the old original cuts to the. It probably like, was. It probably was. Seven horror movies and stuff. That's crazy. Um, the little girl drowning. Now mm. you said they they censored that. Was that yeah, but him throwing her in the water, or was there an extended scene where they're showing her splashing around? And well, see, that's just it. Because what I watched has the scene is like that's what they cut out. But I think it was just her splashing. It was right. just so horrific. Um, and they yeah, really don't even right. show that. Yeah, and it's still it's still horrific. Yeah, but he doesn't mean to. I mean, he literally the character turns around and starts looking around for help. Yeah. Yeah. And and I also had uh, one of the things that came up, the whole thing of mixing up the brains. That was a an add on to the story, because that's not how Mary Shelley had written that. No. Um, no. So and I think this is why I want to read Shelley's book, the original, uh, of course, is because it sounds like she was trying to find a way to make the monster for the audience to be sympathetic with the monster. Oh yeah, you're vi- you are way more sympathetic in the book Good. with the monster than you are with the creator. But then the monster does something horrendous that you're like, okay, I can't be on your side anymore. And you're both monsters. Yeah. Had in in the book and even in this movie, had Frankenstein treated it like better, you'd have been fine. I still uh. think the hunchback deserved exactly what he got. He did. Let's talk. Let's talk about that actor. Yeah. Wow. Renfield again. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And he well, went on to do so many of these movies. Was Dracula after Dracula was after this? Dracula was 32. I think so. I think Dracula's 32. Okay, yeah. So they had Frankenstein, which started, kicked it off. Dracula, which was another masterpiece. Yes. Uh, the guy who played. I, I was looking at that guy. I'm thinking, man, he looks familiar. I know I've seen him other stuff. Was and the doctor Van Helsing about him? being Renfield, I was like, oh, oh shit, yeah. perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that guy's a good actor. He was he played that little hunchback oh. totally well. Um yeah, now now help me out here. Why why did I always think the assistant's name was Igor? Is that because of young Frankenstein? Not just that, but I think in Bride of Frankenstein, the hunchback uh, maybe that's where I'm getting it. Because I was the, like Fritz the, Fritz? The what is a Fritz? <laughs> for me, yeah, for me, the Bride of Frankenstein is better than this one. And for a couple of reasons, uh, you'll, whenever you watch it, yeah, I want to, I'll be watching it really soon. Yeah. Even, why even don't we, we don't just, do a, why, why don't we just roll into it? I great. Great. I really Done. do want to know your opinion on Bride yes, of Frankenstein. I want to see it. Some people don't like it as much and other people, you know, are like, eh, whatever. It's a 1932 or whatever year it came out. I think they did it almost like right away. Right. If I'm not mistaken. But it starts out with Mary Shelley telling the story. Oh, very cool. And then I yeah. just want you to see if you can find out who that actress was that plays Mary Shelley. 
Just, okay. Okay. Just All right. Pick it up. Pick All up right. on it. But the the guy who played Igor or Fritz, uh, <laughs> when when he played, um, shit, what's his name again? Renfield. Renfield. Thank you. When yeah. he plays Renfield, and then you see him in this, you're like, holy cow! Like I I knew who like I seen him. I'm like, man, he looks familiar. Yeah. And then you see him as Renfield, and you're like, holy crap. This guy just could do anything. He he played insane really well. Yeah, he, he did. Played he did. Really he well. did. Um, the the guy who plays Harry Frankenstein, because yeah. Victor is the brother, or cousin, or friend. And yeah, like, I was like, what, what the hell? Yeah, there was some weird like choices. Yeah, yeah, it's things like that. But the what I love about Henry. this movie. <laughs> yeah, I was like, um. <laughs> I like how they're all in like Transylvania or Germany or the Bavarian Alps, and the guy's talking with a very British accent. <laughs> Get me my wine, <laughs> kind of thing. The dad and everybody else is speaking with British accents. They're like, at least fake a German accent. It's 1931. <laughs> they're already in South America taking over. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the backgrounds. When you're in the real world, and, and when I say real world, I'm talking about the other characters living their life of a normal life. The the villagers are living a normal life. It's very straight on, parallel lines up and down. Mm -hmm. Other lines. Wow, that's right. You go into Victor Frankenstein's castle. And as you're looking at Victor Frankenstein, everything is tilted. Yes. Everything is tilted and everything is in heavy shadows. Yes. The lighting is very stark, very drastic. The 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 you could freeze a panel there and it is a comic book panel. It is Yes, it is. If you're into comic books and you want to learn how to be a comic book artist, I recommend Jack Kirby, Steve Ditko, and any of the old Universal Monster movies. You can freeze a frame and look at it's how they brilliant. were setting up. These directors were brilliant. This guy might have been a yeah. slave-driving son of a bitch. But he was brilliant. The he cinematographer, brilliant. at least. <laughs> yeah, the cinematographer. Like, there was a scene with uh, the doctor, Crazy Frankenstein, was talking to the good scientist that I think was also uh, Van Helsing in mm -hmm. Dracula. I, I think, think you're right. Guy. But he's talking to him, and there's a scene where Frankenstein is talking, and the background is all tilted. All the lines, the wall, yeah. the windows, the shadows are all just these really harsh lines. And it really builds on his insanity. Like, you walk out of there. If they would have been able to drag him out of there, he probably would have went, shit, this is great. And there's an old comedy called uh, um, Transylvania 65000. Yes. With Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> And there's a scene where this doctor goes into his laboratory. And when he goes into the laboratory, he's totally insane and his hair is up and he's, ah, ha, ha, ha. but you drag him out of the laboratory and he like slicks back his hair and he's like, Hey, how you guys doing? What's going on? It's, and I, I get the joke. Like yeah. You could drag Dr. Frankenstein out of that castle. Oh. He'd have been doing that. He'd be like, ha, 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 ha. Oh, hey, hi, fellas. Huh? You That's exactly how he was. You drink water. Yeah. By the end like, of the movie, he's, he is that. It's like, <laughs> you created this. Yeah. How, how are you trying to ignore it? <laughs> Such but a great story. 
I only have one problem. There's only one, and it's, this is a small problem. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sure it was probably edited out to fix this problem or whatever. But there's a scene where the villagers are all going to the, the Burgermeister. And they're all, rawr, 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 we got to kill somebody. Rawr, rawr, rawr. And, and I'm going to hit you with the joke later. But right now, I'm, I just want to talk about, the. they find the little girl. The little girl's dead. The little girl's dead. And they instantly say she's been murdered. I know. Well, there's no parents around. They they live by a lake. This little girl could have gone off on her own and just drowning. I hate to say it, but things like that happen. But they instantly go with, they, there's a murder. And they know what did it. They know there's know. a monster. But nobody saw the monster. Nobody knows about the monster. So I was like, how did they make that leap? Like, I know. They went from there's, A to there's... Z. And jumped all the other letters. (laughs) This is a short movie at 110 minutes, I think, something like that. Uh, So it's it's not super long. And I feel they cut a lot out or it feels incredibly rushed in spots. It's like, how in the hell did they go from, oh, she's dead. We're we're going to go lynch the monster. How did you know it was? Anybody going to ask a question? Let's get Henry for the mountains. What? I just. I just like whenever they all have torches. You're like, what? If, I texted you. Where like, did they come from? Where the hell from? they yeah. get all the torches? I, I know. <laughs> and now, guy in the street corner just handing out torches. Did he just it's, have it's barrels like lined up? Getting ready. Yeah. <laughs> just handing out the torches. They're there. They're there. In case there's a monster murder in that village, they must have the lynching torches ready. Every barbarian town to this day yes. has a street corner a... with all the torches, the hose, the picks, the, the pitchforks. The, the, yes. The pitchforks. You're all ready to go. If there's a monster in this town, we got we got we're you. Covered. We got you ready. We're good. We're gonna go. <laughs> you know, and I I never caught that as a child, but watching no, that, that was the first thing I noticed. Is like, man, y'all made a hell of a leap to go kill this thing. <laughs> last um, night was literally the first time I caught either of those. Like, how did you guys? What? <laughs> Like I, I, I was gonna rewind it and go. Did I miss something? I'm like, no, I had hundred times. And then all of a sudden, they just had the torches, and I, and I just that's when I texted you. I was like, where the hell did they get the torches? <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, man, this movie's really well yeah. done. I like the introduction by uh, Carl Lamel, who comes yeah. out in the very beginning of the movie, which is a thing that they did back then. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, I think you could still do this, depending on the type of horror movie or the type mm-hmm. of scary movie that you're doing. You could still have like the production guy or the producer or one of the big names come out and do an introduction. I thought it was kind of neat. I still think it's neat. I'd like to see somebody kind of retro that back a little yeah, bit. That would be cool. I like I like the idea. I did read they did that because they they wanted to ward audiences. And right. again, it's like I said, we look at it as like what? But there had never been anything seen like that. No. That would have scared the living crap out of me if I was a kid and saw that. I mean, movies right. themselves were something new and and fascinating. And right. you know, well, I mean, not super new, but enough to you know, pretty wild, pretty damn yeah. wild, man. Yeah. It's, and uh, and it's look great. what it spawned. It's it's it's. I love going back to the classics because they're not relying on. I mean, there's jump scares in the old ones, right? But they don't. Of course, it's an easy. It's not necessarily easy to do it well, mm-hmm. but uh, you don't. They don't rely on gore mm-hmm. and flashy effects uh, to uh, to freak you out. 
right. Um, it's right. more of a psychological get under your skin and pick and dig. And I and love these old monster. movies. Yeah. They made you think about the monster. Like, mm-hmm. why is why is that monster doing that? They made you think about Dracula. Why is Dracula do, is he really just a bastard or is he really in yeah. love with with the, the taking woman? taking the kills off screen and everything else puts it all in your mind? And yeah, we we make it does because I can ask go ask any anybody who's ever watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre and say, Hey, was that a graphic movie? Was that gross? And they're like, Oh, it's the most horrible thing ever. No, almost everything happens off screen, but your yeah. brain fills it in, and it's like Toby Hooper took this style and just you know here you go well one of the first people to do that was hitchcock yes take the kills off screen not show mm-hmm. the actual murder the blood running down yes the top. yeah with hitchcock psycho. and psycho yes you never actually see the kill no there's no gore you just see the the blood going down the drain so it's always off like you said it's always in the head but i just i love the set designs in this every set design even when they're in the mountains and they're going after the Frankenstein monster. Yeah. Um, if you look up in the sky, you can tell that's a drop. You can oh, tell yeah. it's a drop ball. But it's well done. It's but so I'm well done. At it and I'm like, you know what? If you tried to make that look perfect, let's say some jerk decided, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna fix that because that's wrong. And they went in with computer animated, computer generated, and did a nice background and made it look perfect, it wouldn't look right. It would that would be way distracting, but that drop, that drop cloth, was perfect. Practical works every yep. time. Yep. It may not always look as flashy, but in yep. twenty years, you'll still watch it. Whereas the flashy CGI looks horrible. Usually looks aged a lot. Yeah. Very aged. Yeah. Um, I want to go over something real quick. Yep. There, there, there was one little trivia during production. <clears throat> There was some concern that the seven-year-old uh, Marilyn Harris, who played mm-hmm. Maria, the, the little girl thrown in the lake by the monster, would be overly frightened by the sight of Boris oh, yeah. Karloff in costume <clears throat> and makeup when he came to the shoot the scene. When the cast was assembled to travel to the location, Harris ran from her car directly up to Karloff, who was in full makeup and costume, took his hand and asked, may I drive with you? delighted and in typical Karloff fashion, he responded, would you, darling? She then rode to the location with the monster. How sweet of a guy does Karloff have to be in reality to be mm-hmm. full costume? This little girl's never seen She's, him. She, she can sense no that he was a good person, yeah. She knew who Boris Karloff was. She probably met him. Yeah. In, but whenever she's seen him, she just went up and how sweet of a guy is that? That mm-hmm. a kid instantly knows, like, this guy, I can trust this guy. He's a good guy. Yeah. Man, that that just makes my heart go, look, today my heart grew four sizes too large. <laughs> I, I want to, yeah, that's, I mean, that's a great story. And she plays that so well. I think what she, yeah. what we're seeing in her eyes is her it's she's really fascinating so that's what made her scene so real um i had to chuckle a little bit um and i don't know if thomas smith did this when we shot the movie backwoods but i have a scene when i'm in full monster makeup and i have flowers and i was like oh wow all this time i just realized i wish i would have known you pulled this from frankenstein (laughs) oh no that's great yeah so but uh it made me think of that it's like oh wait hey damn but carloff 
Karloff, freaking amazing, dude. Um, Isn't he? I I was, I, 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 he leaves me speechless. I just watched him bring that creature to life um, and say so much without saying a word. Yeah. With only a, uh, that's all he did. Yeah. Crazy. Um, Phenomenal actor. Real quick before we go, um, Colin Clive was Henry Henry Frankenstein. Henry Henry Frankenstein. Ah, yeah. <laughs> May Clark was Elizabeth, the grapefruit Boris, lady. Oris Karloff, the grapefruit lady. You know what? I think you're right. I think that is her. That's one of the things that popped up. We're gonna when have, I was watching. We are gonna. We have do to have to go back. That. We're gonna have to redo that movie. Um, yes. Well. When we do that movie, we'll talk about her again, and then you'll know yes. what movie we, we, we did. <laughs> anyway, uh, Boris Karloff as the monster. Did you happen to catch whenever the credits are rolling in the very beginning of the movie? Mm-hmm. They it's say the monster, mark. and there's a question yeah. mark. Yeah, I just thought that was fantastic. They waited to give Boris Karloff's name until the end of the movie. Yeah, They never did that back then. That just wasn't done. Well, one of the things I th- thank you for mentioning that because that's one of the things I noticed when the credits came up at the end again, mm-hmm. and it said the cast that's worth repeating or whatever. Or and it's like, <laughs> the you cast know what? Is worth a damn. <laughs> I thought <laughs> that was suck. that was that was nice. It's like you know what? Cool, good on you. Those guys they went and they did a movie uh, that was just out of the norm and yeah. uh, with a big freaking budget, and it shows. Right. Uh, Wow, that kind of money in the 30s? Holy crap. And like you said, this was a movie nobody thought was going to make anything. George Lucas didn't think Star Wars. Here's the Star Wars reference, folks, if you're keeping track. George Lucas didn't think Star Wars was going to make any money. Most of his friends didn't think it was going to make any money. They thought he was going to lose money. He was in Hawaii on vacation when it opened, and people called him up and said, dude, you need to get your ass back to Cali because this is out of control. And he's like, what? What do you mean? This, I would say, was probably comparable. Yeah. As Dracula would also be comparable Mm -hmm. to Star Wars or an empire. That's how big these movies were. That these movie, these guys became movie stars because of these movies. That's just crazy to me. Like, Like to think when you put it in, in a perspective that I can understand, that's, that's what I understand. This is, that was that time's avatar for anybody who's out there trying to figure it out. Think of avatar, the very first avatar, how big and popular that movie was. Mm-hmm. That was this movie at the time. Everybody thought it was going to lose money. It made money. Avatar made money. This made money. And everybody's a star, <laughs> you know, that to me is just nuts. Yeah. Um, I'll go back to to the names real quick, just just so because I like to give anybody who's worth giving, I give. There John John Bowles was Victor Montz. There's the Victor. There's the Victor. I know. Wrong guy. Writer must have never read Mary Shelley. Edward Van Sloan played Dr. Waldem, Waldman. Frederick Kerr was Baron von Frankenstein. Uh Dwight Fry, there he is, as Fritz. Yeah. Lionel Belmore was the Burgermeister. And of course, Marilyn Harris was the little girl. And then I'm going to leave all the other ones just uncredited because uh, yeah. I ain't got all day. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
One of the things that um, I, I remembered when I watched this is a few years back, Universal had the bright idea to reboot their monsters. Um, and I get it. They're looking. It's like, hey, what's our right. catalog? What are we famous for? We're famous for a big deal here. Frankenstein, Dracula, right. Wolfman. On you know, yeah. So the idea to reboot. And while I will sing the praises of Tom Cruise all day long, Using him to launch, relaunch your Universal right. Monsters was not the right call because these are not action movies, bottom line. Mm-hmm. Um, when they did The Mummy, um, it's not a bad flick, but it's a Tom Cruise action flick. It's not right, this. Right. It's I actually really enjoy it as yeah. a Tom Cruise movie. <laughs> so well, if you put Tom Cruise in a movie, he's going to jump something. He's going to blow something I'm going to watch up, it. Gonna I'm going to freaking watch plane. it. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you're gonna yes. watch because you want to. I'm gonna watch. <laughs> yes. Um, that's why I think the original Mummy trilogy was was so successful. It was a little first, closer. At least the yeah. first two of of yeah the three were really good. Um, they they were on, I think they were on to something then. They and were they were because when we we reviewed those and that's one of the things that yeah. I noticed is how close. Uh, Karloff's mummy is to the yeah. Brendan Fraser mummy. It's like, Oddly wow. enough, you don't see it unless you watch them side by side. Mm-hmm. But they're there, you, man. You just watch Brendan Fraser's. You're like, it's nothing like that. But if you watch them side by side, you're like, holy crap, that writer pulled from here. He pulled that. Yes. That's brilliant. They did and that's why it worked. Job. And and I think what happened was if they would have followed along those lines, even if mm-hmm. you would have put Brandon Fraser, if you would just said, fuck it, we're putting Brandon Fraser in every one of these movies. And gave them a, the monster, the Frankenstein monster movie, yeah. the vampire, you know, Dracula movie. Like it could have just been the, his character having to fight all these classic monsters in the time period. Yeah, I, I think they really they fumbled bad. They they dropped they the ball they and they just. And I don't know, I don't know what it is with executives. Instead of thinking, they think in money. They don't understand. They're not the artists. They're not the fans. They're not the. Yeah. They, they need to get some creative take in there. And I, I understand yeah. not everybody that's creative is actually super good at being creative. Some people right. have to be told, this is my idea. And then they're, then they're creative with that. Some mm-hmm. people can't just be creative. Um, we, we've seen it in Hollywood for the last 15 years. There's a lot of bad writers there. And now they're all on strike. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other subject, I understand. But there's a lot of good writers that are on strike right now that are probably looking at the other bad writers going, why am I striking for you? I would be. Oh, I'm sure I would feel that way. (laughs) I'd be ticked off at this point, (laughs) but that's me. But there's a lot of good writers out there that could have pulled it off. And I think if they go that route, if they do decide to do another Brandon Frazier movie that was getting kind of teased out there for a little while, because he made a joke one time, if, if, you know, somebody asked him if they, they offered it. Would you do it? He's like, you got a script. He's like, I love that character. I would. He's, he's a big deal then. now. So after the Academy Award wins, um, yeah. this, I love seeing him make his way back. Um, mm-hmm. I think we could continue. He could be Universal's. Uh, he could be the Universal what uh, Christopher Lee and Cushing are to Hammer. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I and I think had they done it right. At the time, at the, about that time, they could have pulled him in as Indiana Jones. Yeah, they could have. Oh, really, they they missed, they missed think, an opportunity on that. I, I think they made yeah missed a big opportunity. But again, like you said, 
Christopher Lee. He could be, you know, he could be their guy. Yeah. And for him to be able to go fight all the different monsters or be put in a situation where he's helping somebody, like he's the Van Helsing of that. Oh, I'd see him as Van Helsing. Absolutely. (laughs) And I'm not even calling him the Van Helsing, but like he could still play that character, Rick. Yeah. But be like the equivalent of a Van Helsing. Yeah, absolutely. I think that would be because, you know, he's got all the knowledge. He's got the, 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 uh, the, the other the other protector he's got his wife so they can yeah. figure out where all these monsters are coming from and go like holy crap what yeah. did we do like, like because they did this they did you know it all you know domino effect. i want i want to see brendan frazier and rachel vice back together um yeah. as a duo good. they're wonderful together so, so good together so good yes. together um but back to this movie i i think <laughs> sorry we got sidetracked <laughs> we always do and and i started the sidetrack but I would like to see them do something like this. And these these movies were just so ahead of their time. Yes. And they were in your head. And people made a big deal about them back then and still mm-hmm. do. I mean, there are people who will buy these dolls. I mean, I have a I have a Mego action figure that came out a few years ago of Dracula. I, yeah. I saw it and I was like, mine. <laughs> you know, that's that's mine. I can't find it now. I can't find any Frankenstein's. I can't uh, find any Wolfman's. I know they made them. Can't find them. Yeah. But you know, if I ever see them, they're going to be mine because Universal monsters are my big deal. Absolutely, absolutely. So there you go, folks. Dave and I both highly recommend the original Frankenstein, yeah. nineteen thirty-one. Check it out. Enjoy. Uh, we're coming back with more Universal monsters. So yes, catch you next week. Thank you oh, for wait. watching. Yes. yes. Don't forget to hit the like button, yes. the subscribe button, the share button. Uh, share us around. Pour yeah. us out. We don't care. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're, easy, we're easy to get along with. Easy uh, like a Sunday morning. Okay. It, it helps. <laughs> Sorry. It helps with the algorithm, supposedly. I don't know if there's any. Allegedly, some alien AI shit. We've, anyway. We've got a couple of videos that have hit like pretty big numbers. I mean, for us, big numbers. Um, seven thousand for the day the earth stood still, and no idea why. <laughs> six hundred for the beast. Yeah, I mean, six hundred. I think is our next one for the beast, or seven hundred. Something like beast, that. Yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah, that's those are big numbers for us. I mean, we're just two, I don't know. no two, idea two what happened. Mokes doing this for fun. We don't, you know, <laughs> if there was only five people watching, we'd still be doing it. Yeah, because uh, we like to talk. Yeah. So, if you like us. And if you don't, still hit the like, the share, the subscribe, and check us out on YouTube, Rumble, Facebook, and anywhere you listen to your podcast. Catch you next week. Cheers.